Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to give you a straight heads up about my voice. This is as good as it's going to fucking get today. Hey, that happens. Well, so we went to Watiki while you were gone because you don't like coven shit anymore. I hate you. I'm sorry. But you know, like, have you been to Watiki? Yes. Do you know how fucking loud it is in there? Yeah. So I spent a solid five hours screaming, trying to talk to the people next to me. And this is all that's left. So it'll be an interesting podcast today. Yeah. What are doing? Oh, your nose ring. It's sparkling. Signed you. Where'd you get it? Um, I think like body candy. I want seven of them. I have two. Does that mean once for me? No. Oh, what you wink at me for? Just because. Oh, I'm practicing my winks. I learned that I can't wink very well. It's not attractive when I do it. So I'm practicing. It's really funny. I went and saw my nieces this weekend and um, my middle niece did that. (laughs) She's like, Emmy, look, I'm trying to wink. (laughs) And I was like, wow. Thank you. Very cute. (laughs) So what have you been up to? I haven't really seen you this week. Dude, not a whole lot. We are going on vacation in two weeks, and we've just been, like, planning that. So We're exciting. moving in, like, four, six weeks. Been working with that. I'm just busy. I'm tired. I'm fucking tired, dude. Like, I feel like I'm a walking ball of exhaustion. When are we going to have a podcast where we're like, we're fucking great? <laughs> Probably after this full moon. Ooh, it's in Sagittarius. It's my moon. I was, I, I can only imagine how excited you are because when it was in Aquarius, it was like a big deal. Well, that and it's like a blood moon and it's like the moon and the sun and the earth are all going to align at the same time. So I have a lot of manifestation I'm going to be doing. and A, a lot, lot that you're going to release. A fuck ton of stuff I'm going to release. Like I've been holding on to a lot of stuff lately. Like I told you, I cried in Safeway the other day. And it's just like, I'm holding on to all of this baggage that I'm like, I'm so fucking tired of. I'm ready for that, like, I don't know. I'm just ready to let it go. I'm ready for you to let it go so we can get back to our regularly scheduled coven shit. Coven shit. You need to get your hand tattoo touched up, girl. Yeah, you can see, like, it's starting to, my little flower on my pinky is going away. You can see some. Oh, your coven dots. Yeah, so I, well, that's why I sent Autumn that message. I was like, my hand tattoo needs some loving because it definitely is starting to fade faster than any other tattoo I have. I would like to get a new tattoo. Well, I have to get my coven dots, although I think they're going to be bigger than that just because I want them to stay. Yeah. Um, But is this a fingernail? No, it's a piece of mozzarella cheese, dumb dumb. Okay. We just had noodles. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of fingernail do you know that is that long and curly? I don't know. It's a piece of cheese. Um... So I want to get IDC comma IA period. Why? T-T-T-B-T-M-W-S-C-T-M. And then coven dots right above it. Go back and explain what all the fuck that means. I don't care, comma. No. I don't chase. I attract. Ooh, love. The things that belong to me will simply come to me. So what's going to happen when you're 90 with dementia and somebody's like, what does that mean? And you're like, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'll put the actual words. But yeah, no, it's my thing that I want to I say that it. every time we all take a shot together in the coven. I think we should. I don't chase that track. I thought you were going to make us say the whole thing. And I was like, if you want us to get hammered, like we're not going to say the whole thing. 
Where we could, and then we just manifest the fuck out of the night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I don't. (laughs) (sighs) Fuck! What a day it has been. You know what? My son had his first day of basketball camp today. He was so nervous. Like, at first, I was like, okay, I'm just going to drop and run. First of all, I got fucking lost, which is stupid. So is it this one part of the college, and, like, I'm so used to going in the back way um, just don't be dirty. So like I went in the sneaky way down by like where the athletes go to work out. Cause that's just what I know. Oh, and we walked in and there was nobody in that downstairs gym. And I was like, fuck, well maybe it's at the, the impact where they have like the other basketball court. So we walked over there and it wasn't there either. And I was like, fuck, it's definitely in the upstairs on the actual basketball With court. Chicoine, yeah. Yeah. And so we walked back over there and he was like <clears throat> three minutes late, but they hadn't even like started, but it like you could tell he was super nervous at first but after like a little bit he really started to come out of his shell and let loose he's a lot like me very sensitive very docile very like in his shell but once he's out of his shell he's fucking fire like and so he really started to come out at the end and we talked about it afterwards and i just told him i was like it's okay to be nervous on your first day because you don't know what to expect Right. But like tomorrow going in, you know exactly what to expect. He's got some badass basketball shoes, which are a thousand different colors. And he, so today he had basketball and gymnastics and then baseball practice. Wow. Oh, to be young. Fuck. I'm like, how do you have that much energy? I'm so tired just thinking about that many things. I couldn't even get up and go to work this morning. Well, fuck. I got up and I went for a run and then I went to the gym. And then I was like, okay, now I have all these sessions. They all fucking canceled. So I came home and mowed my yard. And then I did have one session. And then I had group supervision. And now here we are. We made some bomb-ass pasta. Oh, it was balsamic chicken. I usually don't like pasta. I don't like balsamic. That shit was good. So fucking. My face is like oily I'm going to have to take a picture of that recipe because Chris canceled all our hello fresh. I'm telling you, just come eat with me. I'll give you that one to take home and put in your binder if you want it. No, you little hooch. Or okay. Okay, no, I will. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna throw it away. So like if you fucking liked it. Cause I'll never make pasta for myself. Just saying. I won't. Whatever. Mm. What are your plans this summer? School is officially out. For me? Mm-hmm. No, it's not. I have internship. No. Uh, oh, are you talking about for my kids? Yeah. Um, I don't know. We've got- I don't give a shit about you. <laughs> I'm just joking. I do. I was like, I'm not done with school. I have fucking summer classes, but I graduate in December with my master's. So, um, I don't know. We don't have a lot of plans really at this point. I'm kind of like one of those spontaneous adventurers. And mm-hmm. since I have them on the weekends, I can't tell you how many times I'm be like, let's just fucking go camping mm-hmm. and we'll just go. And like now that I'm coming back into myself and figuring out who I am again, that adventure side of me is coming back and like my gypsy soul is coming out. It's going to be like, okay, it's Friday. Fuck it. I'll just cancel all my afternoon sessions and then let's go to the Black Hills or let's go to Yosemite or let's just go. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm just going to adventure a lot with my babies. Fun. Yeah. We are going to Arizona, <clears throat> but we're driving. But we're breaking the drive down into, like, four to six-hour increments, so it's not, like, super fucking horrible. Right. Um, so we are – it's funny. I'm going to get my braces adjusted, and Chris is going to go get, like, a cap covered or something. <laughs> 
And then we're going to leave that day and we're going to drive to Denver, stay uh -huh. a night in Denver. The next day, drive from Denver to Moab, stay a night in Moab. And then the next day, drive from Moab to Valley, Arizona, which is where we're going to stay for a few days. And then after that, we're going to drive from Valet up through Las Vegas, stay there for a couple of hours. I Fine. wish we could stay the night, but we just don't have time. Um, so we're going to do some, th some things there, not a whole lot, and then drive up to Salt Lake City, which I know nothing Fine. about. So if anyone listening knows anything about Salt Lake City or fun things to do, let me know because we're going to be staying the night there. And then that next day, we're going to drive to Cheyenne, stay in Cheyenne for a day, spend a whole entire day there, and then come back home. So the only thing I know about Salt Lake City is the Mormon Tabernacle. Tabernacle. <laughs> Jesus. Wait. Woof. Woof. Oh, no. What's just like Tabernacle. Tabernacle. And then you looked at me. <laughs> the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Mm -hmm. um, my grandma said the same thing. That's the only thing I know about Salt Lake City. But we went, um, I went for a conference one year and we went through Salt Lake City and we actually got to go and like listen to their practice. And if, if you can, they're fucking beautiful. Everything is acapella. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm like super religious or anything. And like going into the tabernacle was a big deal apparently. Um, but it like just their voices and the way that they harmonize together, totally acapella in their huge hall is insane. Mm -hmm. If you can go, I would say go. Religious yeah. or not, it just is. It's such a cool experience. Mm -hmm. That's all I know. I don't know. I'm just excited for the whole thing. It's gonna be a lot of. I told Chris we're gonna hate each other by the end of it, which we probably will. But whatever. which is fine. And then you can come spend a week with me. Yeah. Well, actually, it's gonna be a really busy month. So we're gonna get back, and then a week. <laughs> just keep going. And then a week after that, um, Chris I have gonna... I have a bachelorette party in um. Omaha. And then two weeks after that, we have um, a wedding in Columbus. And then Jesus. a week after that, we have a wedding in South Dakota. Holy shit. <laughs> Sounds awful. Yeah. And then a week after that, we're moving. When you say we, you mean Chris is going to move everything and you're going to come drink with me, right? Well. Solid. I'm glad we agree. Adri and Chris and Davina and Joe are going to move. And me and you will drink. I love it. And Autumn. Autumn can drink with us. Yeah, Autumn doesn't have to move anything. Just Chris. Just Chris. <laughs> um, okay, so now that we're 10 minutes in of talking bullshit, um, did you get any questions? Um, I don't think so. I know we had one that was like um, self-care tips or what do you do for self-care. But then that's Why do it. we keep getting that question? Lindsay said, hugs and kisses, love, Lindsay. Lindsay. Ask a fucking question. Jesus, we've answered this before. <laughs> yes. What do we do for self-care? Drink a shit ton of wine and talk shit about people. <laughs> we do kidding. a lot. I run. I mm. lift. I've really gotten into, like, just being outside. So I realized that one thing that I like to do in the summer, and I didn't realize this until I got, you know, I separated from my husband and, like, I had to spend a lot of time alone. Um, I really like to just fucking sit in the sun. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll just go sit out there. Sometimes I have a beer. Sometimes I just, like, fucking sit out there with a book. Mm-hmm. And I don't end up reading anything because I get distracted. But, like, that's something I've really started to do a lot is just be outside. Um, I play music. I really like to, like, dance around my living room by myself. Um, I take bubble baths. Sometimes self-care for me, and this is something that's been really real for me in the last few weeks, um, 
that really deep, dirty, dark, ugly shadow work and just emotional sobbing and doing the hard healing that I don't want to do has been my biggest form of self-care in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. What do you do for self-care? I like to spend time with people I love. So like hang out with you, defeat my coven, going to go get tattoos. That is big motherfucking self-care right there. We should just make our new self-care tattoo day. With Autumn. Well, that wasn't what I was going to say, but I like that too. Oh. I was going to say, whenever someone asks us about self-care, our like cookie-cutter answer should just be cup and shit. <gasps> Every time. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, let's redo this. Okay. Okay, we had, did, we had one question that said, how do you practice self-care? Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Coven shit, shit, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> coven shit. Okay. That's all I had, I think. Um, so I had a friend text me and I'm not going to use your name cause I forgot to ask her if I could use this. Um, so sorry, but I'm not going to use your name. And the first question she asked was, is mental illness genetic? Ooh, good one. Can be go can be nine times out of 10. Yes. There are genetic components to mental illness. It's not the sole factor. Um, but with the majority of mental health diagnoses, there is a genetic mm-hmm. component. Mm-hmm. And so the next thing she asked was aside, and if so, aside from making it a priority to take care of oneself mentally, what steps can someone take to help with any potential future problems their kids may face as they grow up? Conversations. Yeah. Open, open conversations. I think education prevention is the best edu. What am I trying to say? Prevention is the best treatment. Mm -hmm. Educate them, you know, like don't be afraid to talk to them about it. If they're like, I'm really struggling with these emotions, don't be like, oh, suck it up. Mm-hmm. Rub some dirt on it. Fucking get over it. You know, mm-hmm. like like you said, have the conversation. Make sure they know their family history right, of mental health issues. Because I can't tell you how many clients come in there and they don't know. And how helpful it would be as a clinician for them to say like, okay, well, my grandmother had bipolar disorder. My mother had bipolar disorder. My dad was diagnosed with schizophrenia. If they knew those things, it makes diagnosing a thousand times easier Mm -hmm. because we can look back at that family history and those genetic factors and say like, okay, well there, you have some genetic predispositions to having these disorders. Let's look at that. Mm -hmm. So making sure they're educated on their family history is important too. Good one. Gotcha. Coven shit. Coven shit. Also, yes, take care of yourself too. Make sure you're modeling good self-care. So it's one thing to just take care of yourself. It's another thing to model that for your children. I'm very vocal about my self-care. Like I just bought my son and I a mother and son journal. Oh my God. And it's so cute. I think he was on Amazon for like $7. I'm obsessed with it. When Avery's old enough to read and write, I'll get her one too. Cause it really is like, it's, it's, everything is prompted. And so you just go in and I fill out a page and then Aiden reads it and then he fills out a page and I read it and we sit down and we talk about what we wrote about. Mm -hmm. And it's a great way to teach them to practice that self-care and to practice expressing themselves in a way that's um, not necessarily vocal because sometimes it's hard to talk about what you feel, especially if like your issue is with the person who wants to talk to you. Right. So normalize it. Make Mm -hmm. it a normal part of your daily conversation. There are times where like, I'll talk, and I know I'm talking a lot about this, but it's big in my family right now. There are times that like, I'll sit down with Aiden and just tell him like, my anxiety is really big today. Mm-hmm. Or like my sadness is really big today. I'm really struggling today. So I'm sorry if I seem off and it's made it easier for my kids to come to me and just say like, my emotions are big. Like, I don't, I don't feel right today. Can I have a mental health day? Mm-hmm. 
And I always honor those in my house because my kids don't ask for them very much. And when my son says, can I have a mental health day? 100%. Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. Love. Coming off my soapbox. What are we talking about today? That was a good segue, actually. That, actually, is what we're talking about. <coughs> oh, sorry. Oh, my dog. I really, like, part of me wants to think that I'm sick. And I think if I cough, my voice is going to come back. But really, it's just because I was screaming. Okay. So, what are we talking about today, Anne? This. We're talking about that. We're talking about how to better your mental health slash what does better month mental, wow, mental health look like. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go first since I just talked for, like, five minutes? Because you had, like, a really good statement on there about how mental health isn't always, like, being in good health that you were showing to me on your phone. I actually don't think that's true, but I do have something that's good. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, it's about resilience. Love. Okay, so can you define resilience for the people who don't know what that means? Resilience is the, the ability to overcome your challenges. Yeah, so it's how you deal with difficult things in your life. Yeah. Um, so. No, it's that first sentence. That's what I was talking about. Having solid mental health doesn't mean that you never go through bad times or experience emotional problems. Mm -hmm. So it just says we all go through all these disappointments and losses and changes. And those things are very, very normal. But even though they're normal, they still impact us in different ways. Um, and it also, it makes a good point here that says, but just because physically healthy people are better able to bounce back from illnesses or injuries People with strong mental health are also able to better to bounce back from their trauma and their challenges. And that is basically what resilience is defined as, is the ability to bounce back just as an athlete would be able to bounce back from a knee injury. I was actually thinking about this today and nobody steal this from me because this might be my dissertation if I get my PhD talking about trauma informed coaching. Mm. And I was thinking about that today. Um, you know, just being able to realize where an athlete's at. And when you look at an athlete who has defined their entire life as like, okay, I'm this athlete. And then when they graduate as a senior and they're like, who am I now? Mm -hmm. Like that could probably be pretty traumatic when you have someone who defines their entire identity as a student athlete. Mm -hmm. And then what do they do after that? Right. So looking at like, um, and I studied sports psychology for a little while, but looking at trauma-informed coaching, mm -hmm. how can you expect an athlete to perform at peak performance if they're struggling at home? And I think about it as like, um, my grandma's having some health issues. So my runs sucked mm -hmm. today because I was so hyper-focused on what was going on with her and like not really knowing um, that I was, I couldn't focus on my run. So I was out of breath. I wasn't breathing right. I tripped a couple of times. Like, so just, that was something I was thinking about. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's fine. Irrelevant. Go ahead. Not irrelevant. I think it was a good point to make. Um. So this also says, and this is from helpguide.org, but it also says people who are emotionally and mentally resilient have the tools for coping with different situations and maintaining a positive outlook. So those tools can be like a good support system, mm -hmm. good coping skills. Yeah. Um, it says they remain focused, flexible, and productive um, in bad times as well as good ones. So like, even though you're doing good, your mental illness is still there. So don't yeah. ignore it. Because I think that's a very common misconception too, is like, I could be, I could have depression, right? But laughing in the next room. Yeah. 
And that doesn't mean I'm not depressed. So, okay, two things on that. The first thing I will say is always check on your happy friends. Right. Have you seen that? No, but I get it. So think about Robin Williams. Right. Who would have Mm -hmm. ever suspected that he was struggling in such a dark way because he was so happy? Always check on your friends. Mm -hmm. Always. Whether they seem like they're always laughing, sometimes the strongest people are fighting the hardest battles. They just fight them silently. Um, And the other thing that I will say about that is just recognizing, and I go to like medication. Sometimes we have people who are struggling with their mental health and they start to feel better and they stop taking their medication because they feel like they're doing better. That's not it. Um, Okay, hold on. I'm going to stop this really quick. Okay. I don't remember what the last thing I said was, but I had to talk to my kids and tell them good night. As you should. Obviously. Um, so moving forward, did you have anything else to add on whatever we were saying? No. Okay. Um, so I found a website, um, manitoba.ca. So it's more of like a healthy schools website, but they're talking about mental wellness. Um, so when we look at mental wellness, we're looking at feeling, thinking, and interacting in ways that help you deal effectively with difficult situations. Um, so we look at like the emotional, behavioral and spiritual well, overall well being, mm-hmm. right? So that's when we're talking about mental wellness, that's what we're talking about. Without this, people can be unable to fulfill their full potential, mm-hmm. which I think is really powerful. Cause I think a big part of our job in the mental health field is to promote self-efficacy and to promote being successful in your life, even while struggling with your mental health. Um, so this particular website is a Canadian website. Sorry. Um, but according to this, 20% of Canadians will personally experience a mental illness during their lifetime. And more than 70% of adults living with mental health problems have symptoms that developed in childhood or early adolescence. So we start talking about like early intervention and mm-hmm. how important that is and why it's important to get to these kiddos when they're so young. Um, so let's talk about some benefits of mental wellness. Okay. Mental wellness can give you a sense of self-worth, dignity, belonging, effective problem-solving skills, self-determination, tolerance for other people, and acceptance and respect for others. And your future relationships will thank you for that. You're welcome. So that you can. No, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So with With all of those things in mind, you can realize your full potential, understand yourself and feel good about yourself, relate to others, and expand your social support networks. That's I think, a big one. I was going to say, I think this is important because we talked about that as a coping skill. Mm-hmm. So if you're not really solid in your mental wellness, sometimes it can be very hard to connect to other people. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm an introvert. And sometimes one of my biggest coping skills that is not positive is to isolate myself. But you've been really good about that because I know whenever you are, because like, okay, I know how much of an introvert you are. So when you text me and you're like, hey, um, come over, I'm like, oh, fuck. But like you're she's in trouble. You're good about asking for help. That's been a new development for me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm in my I want to say mid 30s, but I'm not. I'll be 30. Fuck. How old am I? I'll be 32 this year. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yikes. (laughs) But like it's taken me this long to realize that it's okay to ask for help. Mm hmm. And this is my profession, like telling people it's okay to ask for help. But I am one of those people that will struggle in silence and not say anything 
Right. So that I can help everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, another benefit of utilizing these parts of mental wellness will help you experience pleasure and enjoyment to its fullest. Um, handle stress more effectively. Assess challenges and problems. Set goals and follow your interests. Explore choices and make decisions. Have power and control over your life. Develop good problem solving and coping skills. And bounce back from negative experiences that everyone encounters. Mm-hmm. So I think this goes into like, Jesus, are you okay? Do I hear your funny bone? My elbow. So funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever had that's happened to me today. It's, is that uh, hitting my funny bone? I can't even laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Did, so, was there something to set that off, or was that just out of nowhere? What? That. Is, I don't even remember. Fuck. Okay. So, did you know? I'll let you take this part. So, <gasps> these are some did you knows. Not from Angie, might I add. Oh, I got one. I should probably read. I forgot mom's corner. Um, did you know that mental wellness is as important as, to overall well-being as physical health, social and emotion connect, emotional connectedness, and intellectual accomplishment? Did you know? Did you know? Support from family and friends is important for positive mental and physical health. And having even one supportive adult can prevent a youth or a child from developing mental disorders or abusing substances. So let's talk about that for a second. One supportive adult does not have to be a family member, especially for young people. It can be a friend that you really trust, a friend's mom that you really trust. Um, It can also be your counselor. It can be your school counselor. It can be a teacher. It can be a coach. Having one adult that you feel like you can talk to can be the biggest difference. Um, So, and I just, I wanted to point that out because I think sometimes we talk about this and I've had so many youth be like, I don't like my family though. Yeah. It does not have to be a family member. Absolutely not. Like one of my closest adults when I was a kid was my school counselor. Mm -hmm. And it's because she never made me talk about the things that were traumatic to me. Right. So I wasn't forced. I didn't feel like I had to do anything. It was just a place I could go and just be. Mm Mm-hmm. And as a clinician, that's one thing that we try to promote is like, this is your space. What do you need when you're here? Mm -hmm. And so just know it doesn't have to be a family member. Beautiful. Love that. Um, Okay. What can you do to take care of your mental health? So there's 10 of these and maybe we'll just like bounce back and forth because my voice hurts. So I don't want to keep yelling. Um, build confidence, identify your abilities and weaknesses. Oh my gosh. I just ignore them, accept them, <laughs> build on those abilities and do the best with what you have. So one thing I tell all of my clients is you're doing the best job that you can with the resources you have. And so identifying those strengths, what are you good at? What do you love? Um, and build on those. Okay. Two. Um, eating right and keeping fit. So a balanced diet, exercise, and rest can help you reduce stress and enjoy life. Like this is one of Chelsea's biggest coping skills. Like we talked about, it's a big, 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 big part about maintaining your mental health. Next, um, make time for your family and friends. Important relationships need to be nurtured. If you take those relationships for granted, these people may not be there to share in life's joys and sorrows. This is something that, like I said, my grandma's having a lot of health issues and that's something my whole family is like, holy shit, 
we need to make sure that we're down there to see her at least one more time. Right. So make time for those important people, right? There's no, there's a million excuses as to why you can't, but you can prioritize things. And if somebody's important to you, you need to make time for them. So giving and accepting support. So we talked about that with like with you and you, when you ask for support, you know, it's real. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Create a meaningful budget. Financial problems cause stress. Overspending on our wants instead of our needs is often a culprit. Jesus, culprit. Another, so I would add to this too. It's like not just a financial budget. Have you seen the YouTube that's like, I can't remember what it's called, but she talks about a fuck budget. Mm -mm. So, and I'll have to find it and then maybe we'll stick it on the socials because I can't remember what it's called. But this girl talks about your fuck budget and it's your mental health budget. So it's like, where are you going to give your fucks? Because you only have so many fucks to give. Mm -hmm. And if you give all your fucks to something you don't actually give a fuck about, you don't have enough fucks to give to to the things you actually want to give a fuck about. Mm -hmm. So it's not just financially, but it's also mentally. Only give the attention and time to things that you want to give those things to. There are certain things you have to give attention to. But with all those extra wants, you only have a certain amount of energy that you can expend on those things. That reminds me of like the analogy. So there's like a cup or a vase or something. And like you have all these different things that represent different things in your life. So like sand is like the small petty things that you don't need. Right. And then there's like ping pong balls and marbles and I don't fucking know what else. But if you put them in in a certain order, there's only room for certain things. So say you put all the sand in at once and then you only have only a little bit of room for like marbles, which is like family and ping pong balls, which is like your mental health. Oh, I love that. But if you put those bigger, more important things in first, the sand can seep through. Right. And then there's more room for the more important things. That is something we should all do with our clients. Yep. Okay. (laughs) next is it my turn or your turn (laughs) mine okay volunteering being involved in community gives a special sense of purpose and satisfaction i'm actually doing this with like four of my clients right now did you volunteering this is one of like the top 10 ways to find happiness yeah giving back yeah um managing stress so we all have stress in our lives but learning how to deal with it when it threatens to overwhelm us helps to maintain our mental health okay can i just say yeah I don't know. When I was reading that, I had just had like unlocked a memory. Yikes. Go. Are you ready? <laughs> so much time still. I remember sitting in my car at okay. Memorial Park with a bag of McDonald's with you and my, and we sat there at like midnight eating <laughs> French fries. And it was exactly what we needed. Both of us. Like we were both sobbing, just eating <laughs> French fries. And then some drug dealer showed up, so then we had to move. So we drove to the bottom part, and they fucking followed us down there. They must have thought we were their, <coughs> their grab, but I don't know. But that, yeah, this reminded me of I kidnapped you, and we ate McDonald's and cried together. So everybody just remember, stress management is not always puppies and rainbows. Sometimes. It's your bestie and French fries. Sometimes it's sobbing over McDonald's ranch with drug dealers sitting next to you. It's not it linear. Is, it is what it is. <laughs> Um, find strength in numbers. Sharing your problem with others who have had similar experiences may help you feel less isolated and find a solution. One big thing with this that like we talked about in an episode a couple like a few weeks ago, how like how shitty social media is. This is such a benefit of social media. So let's talk about group work for a second. Right. That's my first tonight. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about group work. 
I, it's really hard to facilitate groups, but it's, it's so powerful because I facilitated a couple different groups. I love facilitating groups. It just, must I say. It is so powerful because it's a bunch of people coming together with a similar experience, mm-hmm. working towards a common goal. Um, so when I was working at a residential treatment facility for youth, I took them to AA mm-hmm. and I'm not, and I'm not like advocating or disagreeing, you know, it just was part of the program, mm-hmm. but to see all these people in a room who were working towards a common goal was so powerful, right? Especially not being someone who struggles with addiction mm-hmm. to see them all working towards the same goal and just being totally accepting of one another. So finding someone who shares your struggles and being able to be like, look, this is where I'm at. And having someone be like, been there. Mm-hmm. Here's what worked for me. Well, and must I say also, like, just find your group. Like, find your people. Because, like, we all, we joke about our coven. Yeah, whatever. It's stupid. But there, it's not stupid. No, it's not. Because no. we, like, it's, it's so fucking cool having a group of women that you can always count on. Like, yeah. just today, Adri texted in the group, like, Guys, my son needs watch. Who can watch my kid? Like, literally not even a second later, someone piped up. They're like, yeah, bring them over. Like, what the fuck? It's so cool to, like, see women coming together and loving and supporting each other no matter what happens. Like, you yeah. can call me over and be like, I'm having a panic attack on my kitchen floor. And I'll come over on and my I'll way. fucking sit on, near, by your fridge with you and fucking hold you, you know? Yeah. And, like, that's the type of people that you need. Yeah. Rant over. <laughs> well, no. And so we talked about social media. If you're on social media, no. And I always go to Facebook in particular. There's a Facebook group for, for everything. everything. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you just type in what you're struggling with, Facebook will find you a group. Yeah. It's um, so cool. NAMI is another really awesome resource that sometimes has groups on there. Mm-hmm. If you're struggling with addiction, you can go to the AA website and it'll show you where all the AA groups are. NA is the same way. I mean, really, like you could Google groups in my area for Mm-hmm. And it'll bring it up. Like I said, our coven is just, we call it a coven because it was a name given to us. But it, it really is. It's a group of women who all struggle with similar shit and we get together and it's it's powerful to be around people who just get you. Yeah. And it's nice to know that like you're welcome somewhere, you know, regardless of what your shit is. Like if I'm having a shitty day, I can almost count on the fact that I can come into Chelsea's house. And she'll be here for me. And if she's in session, then I can go down to the tattoo shop. Yeah. And bitch to Autumn as she tattoos a stranger. And what's cool is we can be shit canned while we do all this stuff. I can <laughs> show up totally drunk and be like, woohoo, and everybody will get me. Yeah. That's okay. fantastic. Okay. Moving on. Um, identify and deal with moods. We all need to find a safe and constructive way to express our feelings of anger, sadness, joy, and fear. Yeah. I said it. You that's, said that's it. Learn to be at peace with yourself. And this is such a big one that I'm struggling with right now. Get to know who you are, what makes you really, really happy. Learn to balance what you can and cannot change about yourself. Mm-hmm. I go back to my shadow work. I'm still struggling through that because it's hard. But I just bought a, um, there's a girl on TikTok who wrote a, well, who did shadow work and she made a workbook out of it, out of like, the common questions that she asked herself and um, the journal prompts that helped her the most. And I bought it. You did? It's called a Lumineer. Can I come over? Yes. I will make copies of it for you. Oh, you don't have to make copies. I just want to like. probably shouldn't have said that. That's probably illegal. I'll buy you. <laughs> no, I just want to sit with you as you go through it and so. speak out loud. Um, 
So that really, like, those are just some tips and tricks to really promote your mental wellness. What the fuck are you doing? I'm watering my dead leaf. <laughs> I tried to keep them alive for you. You did a very good job. They're living, except for these bitches. Fucking nerds. Stop, you're going to knock it over. <laughs> so that was our episode today, mental wellness. So I think here's my challenge for anyone who's listening. Do something this week to promote mental wellness. Love! Not necessarily self-care, but something that promotes your mental wellness. Do something that's going to make your mental health a little bit better. And share it on our socials, at Mental Health Sucks. Sucks is S-U-C-C-S on all platforms, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. There's a Gmail that I don't fucking check, so let's not even talk about that one. Watch it has like a fucking like million dollar brand deal in there. I feel like I would get a ding ding on my phone if it if anyone was emailing it. Okay. I could be wrong. <laughs> what do I know? Yeah. I, I like this episode. I like this episode too. Even with my voice like fucking <laughs> okay you have a quote mama i do let me find it in my through your i don't even want to talk about it so i have two <laughs> the first one is by shut up <laughs> fuck <laughs> the first one is by john green and it's very brief um but it's a message i think we all need to hear and he says there is hope even when your brain tells you that there isn't mm-hmm. and this one is it just says joshua okay <laughs> To all the Joshua's listening, you may battle over this quote. Joshua. But I love it. I love it. When your chest aches and your head is swimming with all of your faults and all of your flaws and you can't seem to find your footing, remember that fear is a liar. That you have been here before and you will breathe again. Remember that you are enough. Always enough. I love. I kind of teared up when I read it because I needed to read it, I think. Beauty. Um, Because I spent the last three days feeling like I'm not good enough. So I think I needed to read that today. Yeah. So. Cheers, hoochies. Make sure you water yourself in your coven. Bye. Bye.